Dancers have a lot to balance. From their pirouettes to their jumps, a dancer's performance is a direct result of hard work and motivation. So where does food fit into this? There's a lot of myths and a ton of antiquated ideals about what a dancer's diet should look like. And I'm here to dispel those. I'm Rachel Fine, registered dietitian nutritionist and founder of To The Point Nutrition. I'm the dance nutritionist and I'm here to tell you that to be a successful dancer, you don't have to diet. Instead, I'll teach you how to use food as your best tool to enhance your performance. A nourishing meal plan not only fuels your dancing, but also enhances your strength, improves your balance, supports your flexibility, and most importantly, reduces your risk to injury. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah, it's exciting. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, so I'd love for you, you're obviously the expert of yourself. I'd love for you to give us a great introduction about who you are, where you dance, and maybe even dive into your journey as uh, starting from a pre-professional dancer to where you're at now. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm originally from New Jersey, and I'm an East Coast gal. So I <laughs> <laughs> I trained and studied over there in New Jersey. I um, did like Radio City Christmas Spectacular. I also um, studied at School of American Ballet um, one of the summer, two summers actually, and then I was asked to stay, and I graduated from the school, and I was asked um, during my last year. Uh, as a student to join Pacific Northwest Ballet by Peter. And I am with the company now for 10 years. So I've lived in Seattle for 10 years now. And I um, recently just got promoted to principal of last year in November, or sorry, of this year, this year of November. <laughs> so yeah, I basically, it's, it's, it's been really cool to be living in Seattle now for 10 years. And um now being called a Seattleite is very weird, but um, yeah, I've been enjoying my time here with this company, and uh, they've become my second home. Yeah, mm -hmm. so how old were you when you moved out west? I was 17, so I, Peter, uh, I didn't really um, know the schedule of PMB and how it worked, and so I, I was a PD for like two months, a professional division mm -hmm. student, just to adapt to their work schedule and to also see what's going on because I kind of transitioned pretty quickly um and so after that I became an apprentice and like during that cracker season I did perform with the company as a student for a little bit mm -hmm. and then um yeah joined the company shortly after yeah it must have definitely been a challenge though to move mm -hmm. across the country at 17 years old did you when you lived in jersey did you go to regular academic school or were you uh more in the pre-professional full-time track at sab um so i was homeschooled for high school mm -hmm. um i commuted back and forth um by mm -hmm. myself <laughs> from new jersey to new york i took a bus and then the subway and yeah. um yeah that was that was quite a learning and maturing process so I felt like I yeah. definitely grew up pretty quickly and um yeah it was pretty wild moving from east coast to west coast because I'm not super familiar or at the time I wasn't familiar with what Seattle as a city was let alone Washington mm -hmm. state and so it was all very um 
exciting and new and scary, of course, but um, I felt like I was in a really uh, comfortable place and a comfortable situation with the company, joining a company like this. And, um, but yeah. Yeah. And one thing that a lot of dancers struggle with when they are moving away from home, especially for the first time at a younger age, mm-hmm. it's how to fuel their bodies. So mm-hmm. I'm curious from you, how was that learning curve? Did you have resources? Did you feel like you learned when you were back living at home in New Jersey and mm-hmm. you kind of had tools when you went? How did that go? Um, it was definitely like a shock to the system. Like, because mm-hmm. uh, for me, at least growing up, I I had that normality of like coming home and not being in, living in the dorms and having a cafeteria. Sure. I actually had like home cooked meals and um, my grandma was living, is living with us still. And she would also cook home meals. So I was so used to um, that aspect and that time to have like, a, like family time while we're eating. And when I moved here, I was like, oh no, (laughs) like, what do I do? Um, And so, of course, like you, when you're young, you go to the supermarket, you go wild and try like all these things, try to start cooking first or even take out. I mean, I'm still Mm -hmm. guilty of that. Um, (laughs) So I guess that was like, for me, it was quite shocking. And I'm I'm still learning till this day. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it was, at first I was like, yeah, I get to like buy whatever. And then as I've gotten older, I was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't just buy whatever. I need to like plan my meals a little bit better. Yeah, totally. Uh-huh. And, and there's two aspects of that that I want to kind of break down a little bit. Uh, the first is I love hearing that you, you know, had this experience growing up of having like your grandmother cook mm-hmm. home cooked meals for you. I think that's so nice and beautiful. And it really probably as a young dancer did a lot to build an experience around food Mm -hmm. and not make it where food, I'm sure you um, were introduced, you know, even in your training, maybe introduced the idea of dancers not eating Mm -hmm. appropriately or perhaps using food as a tool to um, whatever change or affect their bodies. And it seems like you were able to uh, have this like footing mm-hmm. at home where food was more of an experience for you. And I, mm-hmm. and I think that's so important for a lot of dancers to um, connect back at with food, when it comes to food. Totally. And it, it keeps you like sane as well in the sense that like, mm-hmm. you know, dance is ballet and dance is like this whole, whole um, complicated world and coming back to like reality in a way of where you are human and you are, you are eating with your family and enjoying that moment and enjoying being in the presence of, of food and with family. So, I, I mean, I'm for my situation, I was super grateful that I got to do that. And I do thank my parents for um, being like, you don't need to go to the dorms, <laughs> even though I was like, I mm-hmm. really want to like spend time with my friends, but um, it really shaped how I view things now. And um, mm-hmm. I, I see that now as I'm older versus when I was younger, like, well, I want to do this and want to do that. So parents doing their job, they did really well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Really lucky too, again, because, Mm -hmm. you know, you were in a pretty high intense environment at a young age when you were studying dance. So 
how are you able to combat against uh, the potential of messaging around like, I shouldn't be eating this or right. should I be, you know, right. eating different types of foods and mm-hmm. whatever it might be. Yeah. I mean, during the time where I was my class, especially like we were very, we were all very close and, mm-hmm. but of course the ballet world is super competitive. We all wanted, yeah. you know, the same thing. And it, that message for sure, like was around, but then it's like, you just don't feel good too. Like mm-hmm. I was, I mean, your body's also changing at that time of age of um, that, those teen years, those crucial years. So yeah. it's like, you feel your hormones changing. You feel like you're not happy. You're not good. And um, again, grateful that I can go home to have parents who are like, that's not good to do to yourself. Yeah. And um, I mean, it takes a lot to say, I can say that now confidently, but at the time, of course, like it, I don't want to say it was normal to give into the pressure, but it, 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 it was just easy to. I often say dieting is not just normalized in dance culture. It's mm-hmm. normalized in like the, the culture at large, right? Totally. Yeah. And it's just that dancers are more vulnerable to the pressures. And I think that's probably what you and like other dancers would feel in mm-hmm. a more high intense environment. It's just that, that high level of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. But what is so interesting about your story is that you stepped away from it every evening, you mm-hmm. went back home and you had that grounding, mm-hmm. those right from your parents, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And um, like I said, what I want dancers to know is that food should be an experience. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, even like you said, maybe um, turning to quote unquote restrictive behaviors long term, Mm -hmm. the dancer is not going to feel great, right? Right. Because restrictive dieting is going to uh, impede upon like your energy levels and um, increase your risk to injury and Mm -hmm. so forth. So Mm -hmm. I think it's so interesting that you point that out. Oh, yeah. And it definitely even like now as a professional dancer, it definitely, I feel that if I don't get enough protein or if I don't get enough carbs or um, it's, it's super crucial for your craft. Like your body is your instrument, your tool. And so you need to nourish that too and um, see it as that as well. So um, I think people or dancers or everybody should really appreciate yourself in that sense. (laughs) Yeah. When you moved out West and you said that there was a time where you perhaps really pinpointed that you had to maybe spend a little bit more of a focus on how you were fueling your body. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is really important because, you know, as dancers, we are athletes and it's important, Mm -hmm. like you said, to make sure you're giving your body those exact tools. So Mm -hmm. talk to us a little bit about maybe what you felt or how that transition happened when you were like, okay, maybe I need to put a little bit more thought into this as an athlete. Yeah, totally. Like, so, I mean, when you first join a company, too, it's all, like, this new freshness excitement of living one by yourself or living with a roommate and um, doing this, like, six-hour day schedule. And I think that's when it really hit me was seeing or doing a six-hour day five days a week or plus performances. I couldn't, like, keep up with, like, mm. you know, my energy levels. And I was like, okay, Angelica, you need – to eat more snacks throughout the day. You need to, um, again, nourish yourself and make sure that you're getting the right meals throughout the day, especially during performance, because you don't want to burn out during your show. And um, so 
like especially nutcracker my first nutcracker and how we do it here I was like I can't not go a Mm -hmm. day without having like two to three snacks or more you know and sure um, now I'm like I have like I always have food in my locker or I have food in my dance bag or even my purse like a bar or something because it's just like we're so in tune with our bodies and we know when we don't feel good and when we don't feel good it doesn't help with our workplace it doesn't help with our mindset and so like I was like if you're feeling hungry that makes you upset so you better have some sugar or something to like keep it going and feel um that you're working properly in your rehearsal so you don't get hurt either like what you were what you were talking about Mm -hmm. yeah yeah there's such an important intersection between our intuition and then also Mm -hmm. having that proactive approach which is exactly what you're doing in the sense of Mm -hmm. you are able to feel when you need to have that boost in energy or that energy Mm -hmm. pickup and at Mm -hmm. the same time you're planning ahead making sure that you have the snacks and the tools needed so that when that drop in energy comes, you're, you're upset. You know what I mean? You're prepped, yeah. whether it's like <laughs> in your locker good. or your purse. Like, <laughs> yeah. yes. yes. So there's this interesting intersection between understanding your intuition, but also having a very proactive approach, really being on top of making sure you're refueling and then also making sure you're optimizing like recovery time. So after mm-hmm. a class or after a performance. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like I, it took some time to figure that out too, of like, not just me not feeling good, but I, I was, fortunate to have like peers that are principal dancers who are like you just watch and you learn how they like have snacks in their lockers how they have things and um with them at all times how they prepare themselves and nurture themselves throughout the day and so you kind of you watch and learn and you you apply what you think is beneficial to you and see if that works for you so that also helped me a lot to you know look around and um see how other dancers are doing their day and maybe that little thing can help benefit you too sure sure Mm -hmm. and let's talk a little bit about like body image a Mm -hmm. lot of dancers unfortunately we've got this pressure in our art about body aesthetics and it really can place a lot of unnecessary stress on a lot of on a lot of the younger dancers who are still in school and I'm curious Mm -hmm. if you have any words of wisdom any advice for younger dancers who are really on this path want to get into a company but Mm -hmm. struggling with the idea of body aesthetics yeah I mean I've definitely had my fair share of that especially in the environment of um, one of the prestigious ballet schools in our country and so it just uh, it's it's easier to say now but during at that time it was so hard because you again like you want to move forward and you want that contract you want that job you want that role and um it's uh, for me personally too it's like I am such a different dancer a different human as an appearance as well so I I had like that on top of like trying to fit in this mold of what a traditional ballerina should look like um versus to what what how beautiful you are as a dancer as is with that strength and with that beauty and so I mean like for me, I guess my advice for my younger self or for like younger dancers out there is just, it's really hard to say that and to apply it, but it's day by day kind of thing is to really appreciate your, your flaws, your gifts, because those are 
those are what make you different and, and beautiful as an individual. And, um, my, my dad would always say, it's like, uh, we're all like horses in a race kind of that we put our blinders on and you just like, you focus on your one path and try not to see anyone else's because it's, it's for you at the end of the day. It's mm-hmm. not about your peers and what they're doing with your life because your their lives, I'm sorry, your life is on your way and on your trajectory. So I've always applied that. And I thought that was um, a good way to focus too and um, have that with me. I love that. I absolutely mm-hmm. love that. I've never heard mm-hmm. that before. And I think it's such a great um, example of maintaining focus on your own trajectory your own Mm -hmm. path I love the the horses and the blinders I love that that's that's super helpful yeah yeah I love Mm -hmm. that let's talk a little bit about COVID-19 it presented a ton of challenges for dancers it also presented maybe some opportunities I'm curious to hear from you what may what you may have like walked away from even though the pandemic's not over but like what what maybe blossomed or what was challenging I mean, definitely what was challenging, just like your routine is completely gone, you know, it it, it was out of your control. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of dancers in our community were so about our routine and controlling what we can in our careers. And I think um, for myself and a lot of my peers that I know, it was really hard for that to all of a sudden just be gone. And let alone that's gone is maintaining what you've been working for for how many years. And that was also shocking. Like I, I tried everything. I tried workouts at home and like I made a Marley floor for my small living room and, um, (laughs) try to dance as much as I can. But, um, I mean, what I've learned throughout COVID-19 is that, or throughout just this time in general is like to really appreciate the time that you have with people and like Um, also take care of yourselves, like your mental state, because this really took a toll on everybody around the world and it still is. So, um, Mm -hmm. I really learned how to kind of accept that and cry if you have to cry and, um, have a moment to yourself and, and don't like don't dwell on it so much because to know that everyone here right now is dealing with somewhat similar, you know, um, issues that helps too, is that everybody is dealing with it. And, um, yeah, I tried to take those moments and kind of learn how to accept because we're so used to like pushing through and making it work. But like, if something's not working, like you out of your control, you kind of have to accept that. So I've, I've learned that throughout my time. Yeah. I'm still learning. So true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So true. And, and so hard for dancers to let go of mm-hmm. control. Yes. Um, but on that note, how are you able to like maintain balance among needing to be so focused on our art? Yeah. I mean, when I've, when I was younger or like just working, had been working in the company, I was always on the go, 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 go. And I never really um, applied the balance. I just let it kind of happen with stress, with anxiety, and um, being so burnt out kind of in it that now I feel like benefit of what COVID has done is made me realize what to like separate things from each other and 
to be like, okay, well, that's that. And that's that. Um, and so I, I really now take the time for myself to like, Angelica, you need to breathe, just let it, let it happen. Take a moment for yourself, be proud that you did that and then go back to work too as a, as a separate entity. Um, so I think that's how I'm figuring out the balance and that's what's, it's been beneficial to kind of sit and take step back and actually figure out what was happening or what you've been missing to take care of yourself for like how many years you worked for me at least with P&B. Yeah. I mean, from what it sounds like you're taking a step back and you're assessing perspective. Oh, you know totally, what I mean? Like yeah. pers perspective of where you're at now, where you've come, how far you've come, mm -hmm. what the future might look like. And I think that's really awesome. Um, and, mm -hmm. and an important aspect, even for younger dancers out there to hear is just like taking a step back and reassessing mm -hmm. what the perspective is of what you're doing right now. We can get so hung up and focused. This happens mm -hmm. just in class. Like if you're, if you're hung up totally. on doing, like, say whatever, you know, when like you're, you're like in the zone of like pirouettes and you cannot get a good pirouette you know what I mean totally. you're, you're, yeah. you're hyper focused on it you got to like take a step back and just take mm -hmm. a breather yeah and, and then get back into it totally and like be like okay well that's it, that's okay like I have another yeah. day another class and I mean that's like a, that's a huge huge statement and that's something that you should be really like proud to even like acknowledge and then like that's how we can be able to move forward in a healthier way instead of just being so like in it and like so frustrated because I realized being yeah. so frustrated doesn't really do much sometimes. It gets um, us nowhere. It gets us nowhere. So that's also something that um, I'm still applying and still learning, especially coming back to the studios and working mm -hmm. again um, to now physically apply those at work. It's It's been quite an interesting <laughs> couple months. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's what's also interesting is like that frustration, it doesn't help in the moment, but what's mm -hmm. important, important is like to feel it mm -hmm. and let it happen. Mm -hmm. And that's when you kind of have to like take the step back because you can't kind of just push it away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and that taking that break, whether it's a day, whether it's an hour, whether it's, you know, maybe like needing to take a holiday if you can, then mm -hmm. um, I think that's important as well. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So uh, just a fun little question. Any pre-performance <laughs> ritual that you like? Um, I always go, there's like a grocery store by the theater and I always get like a little latte just for like, like caffeine and um, yeah. energy. And then I get like Absolutely. a little treat <laughs> to go mm -hmm. inside next to it. Sometimes I have half before the show. Um, it depends mm -hmm. when I'll be dancing and then I'll have half after to be like, oh, you just did it. Um, so I always yeah. do that for opening night, at least. Um, to, like, I love that. Yeah. And it, it could be any treat. I mean, sometimes I just eat it before the show. But it's, yeah. it's something to like have a moment before I like put my makeup on, get into this like intense, you know, start before and the stressful time that I'm like, enjoying a vanilla latte <laughs> with like a cookie or a cupcake or some kind of treat mm -hmm. to go and coincide with that. So, um, yeah, I, I actually really cherish that moment, especially that now, like, I don't really have a dressing roommate with me. So, um, that's yeah. like 
me time before. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's great because it's like giving you this pleasant experience and Mm -hmm. it's also giving you some energy. It's giving you sugar. It's giving you some caffeine and that's like setting you up to get on stage. All of like the good vibes. I keep thinking of that too. I'm like, "Mm, baked goods, yummy, (laughs) you know? Yes. It's, it's, it just feels like, um, like someone's with you in the room, I guess, when I was like getting ready. So, um, I tend to do that, especially during, uh, COVID or when we were having our digital season, I would get my coffee if I'm at the theater and like have a, some kind of like treat to be with me. I love that. Yeah. So my final, my final question mm-hmm. is how would you define what it means to be the healthy dancer? Oh, that's a, <laughs> it's a loaded that's question. A loaded question. <laughs> um, I think for me, I mean, we talked about balance. I'm still working on that. Um, I think that definitely is a huge part of being an overall healthy dancer is to um, try to balance your personal life and to balance the dance life too in the best positive way, I guess. I, I To take those little moments and appreciate them and especially in the dance world of how stressful it is and um, it gets a little crazy sometimes and just like take like the good moments and like cherish those. And I know there's a lot that's going on during like opening night or during dress rehearsal and all of that stuff. But I try to take like the really good moments of like someone was like, wow, that was really beautiful. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll take that. And to like have that in the dance pocket and then like have some fun stuff in my personal life too. So it's like, that kind of balance I'm still trying to figure out, but I think that overall makes you feel healthier um, in the long term, I I think. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think so just as much. <laughs> I mean, making time and knowing, and this is what I want younger dancers to hear, is that you can have experiences out of mm-hmm. the studio. And, and you should you have experiences. Should. Of, yes. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. You'll bring that, you'll bring that to the stage. Yeah. And sometimes there's a lot, like what we were saying, there's a lot of things that are out of our control that you never know, like if dance would be, dance is not forever. Ballet is not forever mm-hmm. for everyone's career. And it, I'm also learning that like I can have a personal life and enjoy like having um, getting married or, you know, starting a family or starting life in that sense. Cause, um, that's also important too. You don't want to, you don't want to push that side of yourself away because ballet is, ballet is everything, but at the same time, it's not. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> that a was question. wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. You answered it beautifully. Oh, and like, this was so helpful. I'm so appreciative that you came to chat with us today. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed this. So thank you for asking me. Of course. Mm-hmm. Well, let's be in touch and we'll yes. talk soon. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.